Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Taekwondo Life Magazine is a member of the Believe Network. Today, we are doing part two of our episode on 10 rules for having a better local Taekwondo tournament. Um, we got a lot of great feedback and a lot of great responses and, and thoughts from uh, members of the Taekwondo community about uh, that show, and I really do appreciate that, and it seems that... Uh, People felt that our list was pretty spot on, at least for our 10 through 6. Uh, I will tell you, I just got back from the Dallas International Open, a two-day event that brought referees from all over the world, uh, brought uh, probably 2,000 competitors in high-level sparring and Pumse and other events. And uh, those guys really had it right on, on these issues and on so many of these issues, from the venue to uh, making sure that they enforced certain rules and, and the ones we're going to talk about today. So uh, these rules that I'm talking about, they do apply to every Taekwondo tournament, but you know, really the USA sponsored events or the WT events or the ones that are really done by the big state associations, they usually have enough experience that they get it. So a lot of this relates to what we call family tournaments or local tournaments. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're still in March and it's March Madness and college basketball takes center stage with this great tournament finally uh, upon us. If um, you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated needs and information, great contests, brackets, everything you need. I'm not a huge basketball guy and my understanding of basketball and college basketball is not that great, but I know that there's everything there for the college basketball fan and beyond. I want you to head over on your mobile device or your phone and get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you haven't done that. We've been talking about this for almost two years. How could you not have done it by now? Um, use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. It's your sports wagering needs, including live betting, casino games. Bet online is where the game starts. So today we're going to talk about those top five rules, things that you need to do. Number six. We had talked about, and I, I think I had forecast this one. We talked about the, the strictly enforcing the spectator uh, issue. Um, and the next one is a little corollary to that, or may, maybe. And that's require schools to have the right number of coaches per number of competitors that they bring. Now, this is a tough one because a lot of folks have smaller schools or they have schools that are run. And if you go to a competition and this, particularly if the school is open, they may have to have masters hanging behind, um, things of that nature. But what you got to understand is that when you bring a certain number of athletes and you only bring either one coach or one master for them, it's not really reasonable for anybody, including those students. Um, you end up in a situation where we talked a little bit earlier about the board breaking rules and how board breaking is a great delay. But when you have people standing around because they have to wait for sparring matches or they have to wait for their master to do board breaking, it slows down the entire flow of the event. But it also creates a lot of discomfort for parents and for those athletes who are standing there by themselves, knowing that the spotlight is on them, knowing that people are waiting for them and becoming impatient to proceed. So, you know, I'm not sure what that formula should be. 
And maybe that formula shouldn't be an enforced formula, but should be something that the masters and the coaches agree upon. But if, if I'm going to have a certain number of athletes, I should understand what the uh, schedule for the event is, again, about the communication, and make sure that I know that I can adequately deal with being with all these athletes in the different rings and at the different events so that things run smoothly. Number four, we're getting into the serious meat and bones and meat and potato of this now is uh, I think it's a great idea to have a pre-tournament meeting with masters to review expectations and to let them know the areas where there are no exceptions. You know, one of the biggest problems with small tournaments, family tournaments, is that, you know, because they don't have like an official sanctioning body, local masters and local uh, sometimes officials think that, you know, it's that they can make their own rules and that they can do their own thing or that they can carry over rules from another tournament thinking that, hey, they apply here. There should be, especially in the world of Zoom now, we can have Zoom meetings, uh, conference calls, things of that nature to provide pertinent reminders for um, athletes and coaches to review the rules. If there's anything that's unusual, you know, maybe, hey, we, we've, we've always done 15 boards are allowed and three stations for board breaking. But this year to change the rules, we're only going to allow 10. Maybe remind those coaches of those things or highlight the pertinent things that, you know, might get lost in volumes of written papers. Um, set expectations for the schedule and the size of the tournament. Uh, hey, you know, coaches, I just want to let you know we had such a great tournament. Last year, uh, we had basically the same time allocated, nine to four, and we had 300 competitors. Well, this year, we have basically the same staff, and we're doing about 500 competitors, so we may be running off key. Things of that nature. Answer any questions, right? And set the record state straight as to dispute resolution, right? Many times what happens in events, local events, doesn't really happen in big events, is uh, a master a coach is upset about a Pumse score, upset about a call of a referee, upset about a board-breaking ranking. And they'll come and they want to question the referees at the ring or question the corner judges as opposed to going through the – or they want to say, hey, you know, it, it, it's okay. It, it's okay that uh, I'm going to let my son or daughter – um, act as a coach here, even though they're not registered as a coach or something of that nature. So I think it's really, really important. It would be helpful. A few extra minutes of, of doing a, a pre a pre game meeting, I think, would do a lot to uh, make this the, the event run smoother. You know, this uh, program we are very connected to athletes and athletes' health, and tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, our new sponsor, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe and get started today. 
I already have mine on the way. I'm very excited about it. I take vitamins every day and I'm going to replace them with this. These statements about the uh, athletic greens, you know, they have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and the products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic greens, I want you to take ownership of your health. Uh, Number three, properly train the computer people and the corner judges. You know, I certainly am no expert on on running the computer and they serve such a vital function. You know, for me as a referee, uh, I couldn't do what I do reasonably well if I didn't know I had a good computer person, a good TA person working that computer. And sometimes things change. The event that I was at this weekend, they had previously used Dato. Now they were using KPMP software. They previously used Pumse Pro. Now they were u- using uh, Wooey for Pumse. So, but everybody had been properly trained. So the day of the event, they weren't getting their their education on the job and slowing down everything. The same thing with corner judges. If you're not using, you know, certified sanctioned people for the corners, many local tournaments use black belts and volunteers. Train them. Train them ahead of time. I did a. a I did a uh, tournament several weeks ago or several a month ago, uh, not a sanctioned tournament. And, you know, half an hour before the event, they were training some teenagers how to be corner judges. And, you know, that that's a lot of pressure on them. And it's not really fair to the athletes. So try to set up some kind of a training. Again, if you can't do it live, do it Zoom, send out training materials, something of that nature would really really help. Also, when you're asking for volunteers, I know, you know, we we can't be too choosy, but try to identify who has previous experience and put them in those right positions. Number two, have enough ring volunteers to cover contingency where the brackets will drain volunteers. Again, this is the distinction of having an event where your ring people are actually officials as opposed to having a lot of volunteers. Again, I was at a huge event this weekend eight rings, every single person there that was in the rings was an official. Therefore, they weren't coaching, they weren't competing, uh, they weren't doing anything. So we understood that those people, other than a bathroom break or something of that nature, were going to be there the whole day. But I've been at tournaments. There's a tournament I can think of that I went to that the really wonderful volunteer staff was made up all of teenagers and all of black belts. So in the afternoon, when the schedule was there, and teen black belts were competing, all of the rings basically had no volunteers and had to basically shut down. That doesn't work. That doesn't, that messes up the schedule. That messes up the flow. So if you if you do that and you understand that, again, have a contingency for backup people or understand those people and when they're competing in their divisions and maybe even fluctuate some divisions to coordinate your volunteers. Hey, I have a half the people are doing Pumse, half the people are doing sparring. So we can make those go at different times or something of that nature. But just something to think about because again, downtime in a tournament is a killer for athletes. It's a killer for coaches. And it's a killer for parents who from a business standpoint, right? This is our consumer base. Those parents get frustrated. They're just not going to come back to a tournament. And uh, that's really not what we want, right? We want a high-level tournament, but we want customer satisfaction as well. And we don't want people to get mad, not as a result of the outcome of a match, but because they sat for too long uh, doing nothing. And number one, and again, I know I'm biased on this. Again, I full disclosure, I'm a certified USAT national referee. However, 
I believe that one of the keys to doing a good tournament is having certified referees. You should have a, an official list of certified referees. They should get copies of the rules if your rules vary from standard rules because they're good at interpreting and understanding the rules. The, the best part about it is that they have the experience and the ability to control a ring. It, it, they, they're good at understanding flow, understanding how to expedite things, understanding how to manage and deal with the athletes, the parents, the coaches. Um, it is absolutely among the most important things that a tournament can do to create a good experience for everyone. Again, keep in mind, people come to a tournament, if the officiating is bad, if they feel that they didn't get their fair share, uh, people didn't understand the Pumse's, people didn't know how to judge the Pumse's, and they feel that their athlete didn't really get a result that reflected their performance, if sparring bad calls are made, things of that nature, it is going to dramatically affect people's opinion of your tournament, your reputation, and customers re repeat return to your tournament. So if you, I'm going to link our first show so that people have the opportunity and we'll, we'll between the two, we'll put together a post that lists all 10 of these. Um, I would love to hear from you anything else. If you think my order is wrong, if you think I got it wrong, uh, if you think that there's other things I forgot, I would really love to hear from you. So feel free to uh, write to us. Also, I'd love for you to like and subscribe. I'm trying to do what I can to provide interesting content for Taekwondo community and stuff that can be educational as well as entertaining. This show has been presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host, and I look forward in the upcoming weeks to seeing you on the mat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.